Hello and welcome to Fireside Reviews at Bow High School. Today we are here. I'm Eve. I am Anel. I'm Daniel. I'm Mr. Dixon. I'm Cam. And I'm Thomas. Uh... The subject for today is, I don't remember. Can, can one bad aspect ruin a movie? That's it. Or a TV show, or book, or whatever. Broadly movies, because that's easy to talk about, but TV shows, there's a lot you could say there too. Yeah. I think it really depends on how bad the aspect is. Like, oh, yeah. we, we should also define what the aspects are. Mm-hmm. True. Right, well, like, like, CG. Well, acting. Oh, yes, that will ruin a movie. So, better than CG, just effects. Just effects, writing, uh, acting. Oh my god, yes. Direction. (laughs) You can have some movies where the director decides, I'm going to do Dutch angles constantly for no reason. (laughs) Because some people do it. So, it must be cinematic, and it just looks really gross. (laughs) (laughs) Throw back to when, like, in the past, they would hire child actors, and they're like, child actors shouldn't know how to act. So all of the lines are, like, said really badly. Like, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That's a good example. Then you have E.T. Oh, wait. That, but does that really ruin that movie, yes, though? Yes. That no. movie is so Th- then you have, ruined. Oh, then you can yeah, look it up on YouTube read. and find uh, uh, Elliot's, the, Elliot, uh, sorry, the audi- audition for Elliot in E.T. And that's some good child acting. Oh, God. Wow. So, like, actually good or sarcastically good? No, he actually manages to make himself cry. Wow. Mid audition. (laughs) So, I I, I don't know. I think sometimes you can get away with some bad acting, like, especially with child actors. I I have a tendency to forgive. You know, child actors, especially like from A Wonderful Life with that. I mean, that kid was like four years old or something. Like, I don't she care. Was... <laughs> <laughs> she wow. should know how to say these lines better. She was hired for the movie. She should be practicing every night with her little four-year-old friends. I, but exactly. She gets my little free sister time repeats everything I say, and she's three. So. so why can't this girl just repeat everything that like the people tell her to say? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, is there anything else wrong with that movie, or is it just that one line? That I haven't you? seen the movie, but that <laughs> one line. That one line ruined it for everyone I've ever talked to. Okay. So <laughs> it's the only just... line I've heard from it, and it's the entire reason why I don't watch the movie. All well, right, let's so just you know how the Grinch's else. heart grew? I think mine just shrunk after hearing that. <laughs> good. Okay. I love that movie. It's so good. And yes, that 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 is a very annoying. Like that's like the worst part of the whole movie, right? But the movie is still a really brilliant movie, and I love the story of it. I think it's a really brilliant, fantastic story. But and just hearing story... that line made me not want to watch it ever. Like I will never watch that movie because I've heard that line. And, and I think story <laughs> really like is the impinging factor uh, for, for all films and books or whatever. Like, I will be able to, like, forgive some bad acting and some annoying actors. I'll be able to overlook CGI issues and special effects issues so long as the story is a good story. And, and that's why some movies fail. For example, like, Frogs. It's, they could have great no actors, story. but there is 
actually no story. Well, I, I, I think the thing, though, is you can have a movie that has, or like a show or something, that doesn't have a good story, but is still really entertaining and fun to watch. But that's when it turns into a comedy. No, it doesn't even have to turn into a comedy. You can have things that, like, if you have a show that has, like, on a, like okay, like Jim Henson's Dark Crystal, like, a lot of people got confused by the story, but you can't disagree that it's technically very impressive. And, like, looking at the puppetry and stuff there, like, you could watch it just for that. You could not care about the story. You could not care about the characters. You could you could watch that and enjoy it just for the, you know, artistry of it. And, you know, or you could hate that. <laughs> I, I, Dark Crystal, I'm a big fan of Dark Crystal. And, and that is, like, the story is a little complicated, but... Um, I think it's it's actually a, a good story. I think there's some weird moments where they right, have to but rely like, you on don't, narration too you much. You don't but. have to watch it for the story. Yeah. I use it as an example yeah. because it's so technically impressive. You could watch that movie, not care about the story, and still love it because it's so like intricately done. That's sort of kind of the reason why I kind of respect the people that created Dora. I absolutely hate the storyline, but specifically the original animated Dora. That one specifically is particularly impressive to me because they literally drew those scenes. Are we talking Dora the Explorer? Dora the Explorer, the original okay. one. Okay. It's the only reason why I can stand to watch it with my little sister. I disagree. But I think Dora's generally bad. Like, the illustration football head, like... I can't. It just, just doesn't work. But the animation, like, you still gotta True. respect the time that the animators put into that. I can respect the time the animators put into that. Like, I can respect the time animators put into, like, anime. But the style is what puts me off for those. Like, they're definitely talented. And they're definitely put a ton of effort into it. And I can respect that. It's just I don't usually like them just because of the style. You know, I, I just thought, remembered, a movie that I cannot stand watching solely because of how it looks, and it's James and the Giant Peach, and I just find it disgusting. <laughs> I cannot wa watch that for more than, like, ten minutes without, like, looking away and just, I could be, my eyes could be experiencing any other part of this vast, <laughs> enormous world, and I would be happier. Because I... Stop motion? I, it might be like CGI imitating stop motion. I'm not sure. I don't like it. <laughs> the one movie that I absolutely cannot stand is the Aragon one. They took oh. a beautiful, beautiful oh. book series and they turned it into the world's most awful movie I, I have that ever movie. seen. That movie isn't that bad. It's I literally killed the leather blocker within like the first it's 30 a, minutes. It's a pretty bad movie, but it's definitely not the worst movie. I so like the movie because I didn't read the books before watching it, so I that can appreciate the movie individually without, without the books. Ex like, Divergent, the, the books, I loved the books. I loved the movies, but the movies were so different from the books, I loved them in a different way. Like, I liked that they represented the same characters, but I didn't like that they didn't like have all the aspects, but if I hadn't read the books before, those movies are amazing. Right. We're, gonna we're, gonna we're, getting, we're getting off topic. topic. That's That's true. True. We've already I'm, talked about books versus what? movies, so. <laughs> I think I, that could go on for days. I'm listening to Aragon right now, the audiobook, and yes. it is a brilliant book. 
And if you want to, I like the problem I think with the film though, with that film is that there's not one thing wrong with it, but like a dozen. It's things just done wrong poorly, with, including story. Like they mm-hmm. butchered the story, so they, it all comes back to story. The acting was mediocre. A good, a good story, story told bad. poorly is always awful. The effects mm-hmm. were horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. It was all like, and and to me, like it, like I can forgive bad special effects, but if they butcher the story, it's 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 ruined for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking like um, uh, thinking of bad special effects. Like if you go back and watch the original Terminator, uh, that's got like what looks like nowadays terrible CGI. That we must be the grocery cart going on. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the story is really good. You know, if you watch Terminator 2, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I vaguely remember the last time I looked at it that the special effects looked a little, you know, almost cartoony. But the story is just so good, I can forgive that. And also because of the time frame, too. I mean, it was made, like, 30 years ago or something. They tried to make the CGI even easier from, for themselves so that, would with, so that it would withstand the test of time better right. by making the Terminator chrome. Yes. And that is easier to animate than having opaque. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because you have to get a texture and you have to have deformities in it. Mm-hmm. But if you have a perfectly chrome thing, you just have to projection map a, re- re- a recreation of the scene. And I mean, it worked great for the story, too. So mm-hmm. it blended in perfectly. You had this like molten metal kind of machine thing. And in that moment where it goes through the bars and it has the like. Um, but I mean, of course, like. It, it looks a little cheesy now, but like the special effects they used and like the sound effects and everything to go with it really like made that fantastic. So even if it does look a little, I don't know, chintzy compared to today's standards, mm-hmm. then it's something to like, well, I can get over that. Well, but it's, it's, like it's not bad enough Disney that movies. people actively dislike it though. People still like that right. movie. No one complain. Like people say, "Oh, CGI is like maybe a little sketchy by today's standards, but it's still good." It's not like it's actively bad. Like it's, you don't look at it and say, "Huh, I could have animated that." <laughs> <laughs> I, I've looked at movies where I've uh, said that, where like they, with friends, where it's like, "Hey, you know, you could have hopped in Blender and done that in five minutes. That cost them five million dollars." <laughs> Friday, we're watching something like that. Yeah. I mean, Rhapsody Street Kids. You, you, you could. It would take more than five minutes to animate that. <laughs> okay, but can we get to the point where it it gets the stuff gets so bad that it's actually good, like it's oh, actually funny. Oh, so bad it's point. so bad it's good as an art. There a lot mm-hmm. of things that are bad are just bad and not fun. So mm-hmm. there, it takes a very specific type of bad to be so bad it's good. Yeah, it's like dramas that become comedies. Because like. A bad comedy isn't funny. That's it. It's just not funny, yeah. and therefore you do not enjoy it. Bad comedies are the worst. Yeah. Bad dra- action. Bad action can range depending on if it's bad, why it's bad. Usually, mm-hmm. for things yeah. so bad, it's good. We should talk about something else, Thomas. We need to add this to the bin. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, so bad, it's good. Definitely, it's probably already in there. I, Maybe I, it's probably like the first thing we put in. I have a question. Can music, like the tracks they put in yeah. the background, ruin movies? Yes. Yes. Oh, and so imagine you're in this examples. intense fight scene, and then you have this like jazz music going. That would be kind of funny. Not gonna but lie. then this jazz music keeps on going throughout the entire movie and never changes. 
that would be terrible. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it no. would take any movie from, like, any genre to a comedy, though. <laughs> They're just, like, <laughs> sobbing over someone's dead body, and it's like... It's a laugh track. Do, 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 do. No, I, I have seen one movie that pulled it off successfully. It's Willy's Wonderland, which is a really, like, low-budget Nick Cage movie, <laughs> where Nicolas Cage never says a word because they couldn't pay, up, pay him enough to speak. <laughs> so there's, like, a fight scene where Nicolas... It's literally Nicolas Cage being beating up like a creepy haunted robot with, uh, I think it's, it's like a t-shirt that he has energy drinks bundled in that he's beating it up with because this guy shoots back like 30 energy drinks over the course of the movie. Uh, uh, but it plays, I don't remember the exact children's song. It might be like happy birthday or something over this fight. <laughs> and it's like, now that movie is funny. I, I hope it's supposed to be funny because it very much is. But like that doesn't ruin the scene. It makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> because they could have gone for dramatic music, but they're like, nah, pop goes the weasel. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so it can either make or break a movie. Because it like, can go really well or really poorly. But like like but yeah you you can get music that just doesn't fit that kills yeah. the mood. Like mm -hmm. you you could take a really good drama and then kill it with bad music or yeah. inappropriate music. Yeah. For the uh, a drama, but then put heavy metal. <laughs> no, a, a drama. Oh, but no, you can't hear the characters anymore. No, Thomas, <laughs> it's a drama, but you play you know stock music, spring in your step over the entire thing. So people are fighting to like this happy whistling like music. Yeah, like elevator music while yeah. they're like jumping off buildings. Well, like, have you ever watched Five Minute Crafts? Imagine that oh song. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And like that that could ruin that could ruin ever. a movie by ruining how the story feels and how the whole thing feels because it just wouldn't feel right and you feel like, it's like this is supposed to be dramatic but it's just not it's just, you would have the music stuck in your head for the next like seven yeah. years or like oh, uh absolutely. one thing sad stuff relies on the music a lot yeah. if you it, or the sound design if you play happy music over a sad scene it's way less sad mm -hmm. well, unless That's it's true. unless you have it in context but like obviously it, it, it's highly contextual but you can you can ruin a tragedy yeah. by just using the wrong music there's, there's oh, a no, fine my art. Happy <laughs> exactly, exactly. That would make it feel less good. There's That's a fine art to music like a selection. Cringe moment. You know, um, it's it's one of those things that like it, it's it's a science of and of itself. You yeah. Know? And and one of the, the the bigger problems I find is when music uh, has no personality and it goes completely unnoticed like there's this tendency nowadays where we don't want music to stand out we just want it kind of there to create some sort of texture um, and, but I tend to like a soundtrack or a score that's really going to create something more dynamic so when you look at some of the earlier MCU films there was music there but it was really like non-essential um, it's only recently with some of the more recent Avengers films that the yeah they that time the everything with the music really well yeah like really Avengers assemble it's like do do yeah, yeah they, they time all the they yeah. also time everything with the music which help it really helps sell it but it's not used a lot. So it's it's this it's a term called leitmotif. I learned that by working with the uh, Bo High School um, music people over the years. And so that's like you know like the Indiana Jones theme or the Superman theme or the the Star Wars. They have like fifteen different themes in there, right? Or Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like yeah, all of them, right? They like Hedwig's theme. Like John Williams was the king of leitmotif, right? Yeah. And um, and that's a thing that like really works well. 
but not a lot of movies do that. So they just kind of put this random music in the background uh, that doesn't do anything for the series right? or for, for the film, right? It doesn't doesn't add a lot. Uh, some of my Thomas, favorites... Thomas, add this to the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> some of my favorites, actually, are the, the diegetic songs. So there's diegetic, which is music that occurs in, in the actual yeah, in movie. universe. Non-diegetic is like it's just like applied over. So like the Star Wars music is non-diegetic because it's not actually part but of like the But like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? a lot of the time, like a lot of the times yeah. that music is actually playing in universe. Right. So, and that can... And then that also lets you do sound design with it where you can hear like music from a direction, which horror does a lot uh, when you hear sound, because you could you could hear like a a song coming from another room, and then it completely changes. Like if you hear like a, in a horror movie, right? If you hear like a kid's song uh, eerily playing down the hallway from a room, that's oh. now scary, right? Uh, yeah. Which it's funny you kind of mentioned that though, because I'm pretty sure I heard from somewhere that if you watch the movie Baby Driver, and you have headphones on, you'll hear and uh, Baby only has one. You're in. You'll hear it in that one ear in the movie and the other. Yeah, that's. that's cool. I'm glad. I was actually thinking of that. That's one of my, the best like music. That's. I um, love when they do that with like music in general or in oh, yeah. movies when they have it be when you're wearing headphones. They use the right and left tracks yeah. instead of playing it all on one. And and the the great thing about Baby Driver is the character has got tinnitus, which is this ringing in his ears. So he uses music to drown out that sound. But oh, you can also hear that too. So he's always playing music, but then all of a sudden, like in one scene, this is like this chase scene, and all of a sudden his iPod breaks and the music cuts out. And so then there's no more music, and so then you've got this like frantic chase scene with no music, but this constant tone because that's what he hears. And it's such creative use of music, and, and he just listens to so many different kinds of songs and some unexpected songs that, so when you think about like, you know, like I wasn't expecting that little piece of jazz or whatever right there. Well, mm -hmm. that might be what pops up on his shuffle, you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was also a lot of uh, timing, like you were saying. There's a lot of timing with the music that he physically does in the movie. Like, oh, all right, three, two, one, go, and then they come back right as the as the yeah. music gets to a, a good part, and then drive off. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I would highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. So, how would the movie fare if you took out all the music then? It'd be really boring. It would be really uh, weird. Yeah, I mean that's an integral part of the story, mm. and you know, as I said, story is everything. Mm -hmm. If you ruin, if you have a bad story, it's it's a killer. So, but I, you, you need two or three the other of the other aspects to be bad to kill a movie, but story. Like, like it, okay, it's story and everything. characters are very important. Okay, but you can have movies that have not great. Uh, I l really enjoyed rewatching Ant Man and the Wasp with friends. We tore that movie apart. The story sucks. It's really <laughs> stupid. That's it's, true. It's like mm -hmm. really stupid, but. The movie was a blast That's because true. fun stuff is happening constantly. And while the story doesn't really make sense, there's no good sequence, like things just kind of happen. A lot of the things that happen are fun and enjoyable, and you can get a lot of enjoyment out of that without the story being good <laughs> like that that's that was one of the weaker stories same thing with like black widow though a lot of that was making fun of how stupid black widow ended up being but like the story of black widow was unimportant very bland uh actively goes against things that come later in the mcu well the it's still important though because they're kind of integrating yeah. it into like hawkeye and stuff but, but i feel like but both like black widow it and only Ant sets Man up other Lost. stuff 
Yeah, I feel and, like... And so, it, like, Black Widow doesn't stand for its own story, but that movie was a blast to watch with, with friends because we had we had a lot of fun, like, looking at, like, all the set pieces that happened. Yeah. And even though that one was more of, like, a making fun of it, the story wasn't good, but it was a good time. Well, I, I think yeah. both Black Widow and Ant-Man and the Wasp, you didn't really need the movies. Like, they were fun movies, but you didn't really mm-hmm. need them. You just needed their, like, end after credit scene. But, like... They're fun to watch. They well, are. I yes. think though, like I, I actually really love the Ant Man movies are some of my favorite of the MCU movies. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things to consider is that Ant Man, the Ant Man movies, they they're meant to be over the top and, and pretty and ridiculous crazy, and yeah. crazy. It drives me nuts when people start saying like, well, the science in Ant-Man doesn't make any sense. I'm like, it's a comic book See, I, I, see <laughs> so actually, my group had more fun when we're like, the science doesn't make sense. It's like, so how doesn't it make sense? Oh yeah, every time he stands on someone's shoulder, you should probably just fall straight through it. <laughs> and then we, and we get a laugh at how funny that would be. When he goes and how like, stupid he'll become a black hole, stuff like that. People saying that doesn't make sense, but then they're like, oh yeah, Captain America's cool, and like, <laughs> See, also like, right, Bucky right. Barnes, yeah, he's yeah. alive a hundred years later, sure, that works, so, it's yeah. like... See, like, I think the times Ant-Man should have destroyed reality counter is, actively makes the movie better, because now, we get, <laughs> now we're looking out for all those, and it, it's, a, it's, it's fun to look for that the sometimes for a movie, when you're the enjoying plot, it. The baseline for a movie is that the plot has to be standable. You have to be S- able to watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To enjoy it, yeah. but it doesn't have everything to be, it can else be. can be horrible. The plot can be horrible as long as there is some entertainment value. Oh yeah, and comedy is like a lot of comedies make very little sense. Oh, and they you don't. Know, yeah, and, they don't really have stories. The and Grail. but they're still mm-hmm. good movies. I mean, they're they're not always great movies. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say Ant Man and the Wasp is a great movie, but it's a fun movie, and the story for me worked well enough. For it to, to it, be the story is serviceable it. and it's there to facilitate everything else. It's not like the, they they didn't have to try very hard. They had to make something like that's like three out of ten. It exists. Yeah, <laughs> it's way better than three out of ten. I'd give it like an eight out of ten. Maybe. No, the, I'd give the story like a, a like the actual uh, plot of the movie a three out of ten, and all the other things that make it fun make it way more fun than a three out of ten. I'd give the story it's like a eight, one out of ten. It was completely unmemorable. Which one? I watched it. Ant Man the Wasp. Dude, I watched him, it him more getting than possessed once by the I other guy's wife is hilarious. That's true. <laughs> like that's so stupid, and it's a, it's beautiful. I mean, the little yeah. Matchbox car kind of chase sequence. Like yeah. it's not good it's story, really but cool, it's but that it was really fun. Yeah, like, he can't yeah. carry a mat- He can't carry a tank around in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, but, Times Ant Man should have destroyed reality counter. Really is a really fun thing to keep track of. <laughs> Timekeeper like, Thomas was Jesus just died. pointing at the, his watch here for us, so um, I guess that's what we have for this topic. Um, as usual, I was right. Story is everything. Wait. Oh, okay. Thomas, tell us, what is next week's topic? We pre-picked it because the box is really loud. Then, then I went out of the room and opened the box anyway. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah. The topic for next week is... Fight scenes. Fight scenes. So we're all get, all of us here doing recording are going to be doing homework, and we're going to we're each going to bring in a fight scene, or maybe possibly two, probably just one each, to talk about, uh, and good or bad, to bring some notes, try to share it beforehand so people, everyone else can take a look at Send it. An email out to everybody, uh, and then we can you know we can talk about that 
next week so that we have more structure and we don't go on tangents again and we don't you know every week we don't need to be getting five more topics into the box the holiday Oops. one I, I i was listening to the holiday one before i uploaded it there were so many tangents. Oh, of course. It was like 40% Christmas holiday movies. Welcome to the Fireside <laughs> Tangent. Fireside. Today, yeah, we should today we're starting by talking about this, and we're going to end on something else. Really, it should just be called, like, Open Topic. Oh, yeah. Add that to the box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. This has been Fireside Reviews. I'm Thomas. I'm, I'm Cam. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that We're not redoing that. Okay. <laughs> I'm an L. I'm Daniel. And I'm still Mr. Dixon. Bye. Bye. Ta. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>